This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We have no choice but to embark on this perilous journey. Hello and welcome to episode three of three of Doctor Do More. This is a name. You're not treating this with the seriousness with which it uh, demands of us. This is Do More. Hi, welcome along to episode three of three of Do More uh, with Tim Van Gogh. We've just spent a day, which I just did the maths. We did uh, five hours with Doctor Doolittle today. Uh, it's not that much for us. Yeah, but it is a lot by ordinary standards. Mm. Uh, we've just exited the Cineplex. We are in the upstairs car park here at West City, Waitakere, and um, we're ready standing. To, we're ready to put our foot in a car. I think it's important to note that we're standing because I would imagine it's the first podcast in the history of the world to be recorded upright. We've done one before, I think, in the studio where we decided to stand. It was like season two or something. Do you remember once we recorded a prototype for a podcast that was never released where we just held eye contact for about 45 <laughs> minutes and talked to each that. other? The eye contact project or whatever the fuck it was called. That's a great idea for a podcast. Yeah. Eventually, we- I guess it stops being interesting and then you're just talking though. Yeah, but interesting stuff does happen when you can't Not, break eye yeah, contact yeah. with someone. It was quite a long time as well, I think. Yeah, we, we did it. For that episode was ages. Anyway, we have now seen Dr. Doodle three times out of three and um, mercy me, it's good to be back out. Uh, we had the entire cinema to ourselves once again. Went a bit stir-crazy in there. So out of a possible th- – wait, hold on a second. Let me do the message. 700, 720 tickets. Yeah. Uh, the cinema successfully sold 14. Yep. So that's 14. In fact, we were quizzing the staff about it. Um, sort of seeing how it was going, seeing if we were going to have an impact on programming like we did with Cats. We were assured by the good people at Newmarket Rialto. And they said, uh, probably not. They just <laughs> require us to play it a lot of times. And so yet, we just keep putting it on during the day. And full admission, we were actually late to the screening of Dr. Mm. Doolittle. So we walked into this. As we bought the tickets, the woman who'd served us all day behind the counter said, She's getting oh, a real kick yeah, out of it She too. said, oh, you guys are by yourselves again. And so we were like, oh, that's cool. And we went to the cinema no one in there. The movie was just playing. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it actually shocked me because I think that's not automated. I think there's a projectionist that needs to put it on and stuff. So, like, 
At what point do you just not? It felt hit like play? it felt like the definition of insanity. It, it was it was a very for me like a Schrodinger's cat thing. It's like shit does happen when you're not there to yeah, observe yeah. it. It actually does keep ticking it over. It was it's the tree in the forest, isn't it? Yeah. If Doctor Doolittle screens at and no one is there. Three ten p.m. at Waitakere no West City. Yeah, is Doctor Doolittle playing? And we can confirm the answer is yes. We've cracked it. We um. We really stretched out this time. We we took full advantage of the cinema. We did, spoke freely to one another. We ran around, did a few yeah. laps. Of I, got, the I, I gave the movie a standing ovation <laughs> up and down every single aisle of the 240-seat cinema and then started a Viking clap, which is where you stand at the front of a crowd and you clap your hands together above your head uh-huh. to try and get everyone to clap in time. And you joined in pretty begrudgingly after like... It's because I was with you for your standing O oh, until the last... I thought you were done, and then there was another row left, and I was like, I'm out, this is enough. And then on top of that, you start because that took minutes. And then I wanted to come all the way clap. back up because we were sitting near the back, but it wasn't uh, happening. Truly, it's really tiring to clap constantly. <laughs> it was um, a really arduous third watch in a row. Yeah, very restless. I think the knowledge we were on our way out meant we probably, I certainly didn't give it what it was due. We were on bad behavior too. If we did this, and there were other people in, particularly for that last one. It would have changed the tone quite a bit. A hundred percent. I think the other people in the cinema serve a purpose. Part mm. of the reason you go to the cinema is to watch something around people. We live in a society. We live in a society. It's about regulation. Yeah. And without them, it did feel like, again, we were, it was just Tim and, Tim and Guy left for their own devices, quite yeah. literally. Yeah. Uh, I did some emails, looked at some photos. <laughs> you did a few emails, and then I... I you got upset. Yet. Yeah, you got you I got didn't like it. And then even when I was taking a note later on, Tim said eyes yeah, on you the were on your fucking emails. Eyes on the screen. No, I was in my notes at that point. You could see I was in my notes. I and I'll tell you that. what I'll tell you what I wrote. I'm not looking that deeply at your phone. I don't think I've got the eyesight to determine that. Oh really? Yeah. What I wrote is why do all these movies have to end with a CGI dragon? Is it just me or do all bad kids' movies at some point involve a dragon? And it's always in a cave and they're all, the dragon always turns out to be fine. Dragons are, dragons are cool when you're a kid. Yeah, and adults kind of like them too, but I just feel like dragons are played out, man. Yeah, too many dragons. Doolittle didn't need one. man. It really didn't. Like, you know, and that, you know, it seems insane to say, but it sort of breaks the realm of the movie. Yeah, they do a bad job of establishing any coherent so, language. Yeah, because it's or like, logic, if it's all the animals, but, that's fine. But then it's like, and there's a dragon, like, because mm. it's otherwise set in our world, in the real world. And, it's like, and then there's a a dragon? Yeah. It just pisses me. It pisses me right off, Tim. <laughs> um, when you compare it to the trailer, which has got the, the, how would you describe that kind of languid, soulful, female-sung version of What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong? I, I describe it, it as bad. Okay. It's really slow and <laughs> uh, mora, moribund. What does that mean? Sort of. I believe it's in the same family as Morose, but okay. sort of like quite somber and downcast yeah, and yeah. downbeat. Mm. Um, Imagine if it was the original Louis Armstrong version. I mean, they had $175 million to spend. They didn't need to hire a producer's you know cousin. My, do you know where my mind goes, though? Is uh, What was the Michael Moore? Bowling for Columbine oh, yeah. that used there in that incredible scene. I've not seen Bowling for Columbine. You should, I don't know if it holds up, but it probably is a doco, so it's fine. Um the trailer set, set me up. I don't know if this was just me being a bit primed for it, but I thought it was going to have a bit of an undercurrent of being about climate change and environmental issues, and it didn't at all. And it seems like such an opportunity there to like 
just you know dollop another because they say wonderful world and it's, it's about just, animals and, and it's, all, it's like it's big sweeping shots it's like the the planet <laughs> animals living we're organisms yeah, yeah. We're, we're out here and there's kind of like elements of it super subtly the ship that the baddies are on is coal fire coal power but it's a period piece yeah. they weren't worried about climate change at the point this no movie i know but was you made. can kind of, yeah but fucking you just reverse engineer that shit in to the film yeah, I mean, it, they it were, felt like an opportunity. And why wouldn't they? They were trying a lot already. I just, there's no cohesion. You're right. The, the, the word cohesion is what springs to mind. There's nothing that unif apart from the fact that Robert Downey Jr. is doing his batshit accent the whole time and he can talk to animals. There's nothing to otherwise unite the spare parts of this movie. Mm. It's really, really annoying. And like, do you think it's badly edited? I think the editors were answering to a variety of different uh, people and it motivations. It feels like a lot of hands on it, eh? Yeah. It, do, it does that, that's how you get project. those little like, glimpses of a scene. Mm. And actually, if we are going to talk about glimpses of a scene, uh, some comedic are. beats do hit, and one of them which hit every time, and I, I, I would not be able to forgive myself if I didn't <laughs> say as much. Listen, to be fair to you and to Robert Downey Jr., the following work. Yeah. Uh, there's a, when we're on Michael Sheen, a.k.a. the Scarlet Pimpernel, uh, his ship chasing Doolittle. Someone goes to kill a fly and they slam down like a spatula, but there's a, a perfectly fly shaped hole in the spatula that the fly survives through. And then we hear the fly say, It's a miracle! I'm the chosen one! Yeah, I'm the chosen one! I'm going to change the world! And then it flies out of the ship window and immediately gets gulped by a gull. And you hear the sort of, Yeah! And then it cuts back to Michael Sheen inside going, a thesis on whales or something. Yeah, it's yeah, all like yeah. really over-the-top pantomime sort of children's villain entertainment. That and joke works because they don't hang in it. Yeah. It's like a nice little sequence that plays out and then we fuck off onto a different thing. And it's great. It really... That, that one works. And like, Well done. You, you also, off beyond a, that, a they get, like, the, 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 we haven't even mentioned the fact that Will Arnett is also in this movie. Yeah, who cares, man? How are you feeling? I'm done. What's in your heart? Uh, I just think it's crazy. That what? Tell me the emotions that go oh, through you when you go through Doolittle. I don't f I feel fine. I'm just like I just want to. Honestly, this is rude to you, but I just want to finish uh, talking. I want to finish all of it. I want to finish talking about it. I want to finish feeling bad for doing my emails. I want to be in the car driving home, listening to music, and talking about literally anything else. This is bad. This is this How is do different you feel? from Cats. Cats, we were excited to engage with. Cats, we were the music we were today. listening to was the movie. We actually were singing Cats in Doolittle this time. <laughs> we just got so bored, we started singing songs from Cats And there's something together. to be said that we got to see after, like, there, are, there is connective tissue at one point, also a constant laugh, Robert Downey Jr., when he's dealing with the tiger, the yes. tiger's saying, you won't outsmart. And then Robert Downey Jr. leaps in spite of being weighed down by significant metal chains. Yeah, it, just, it cuts to him three stories in the air on a windowsill that he's done in yeah. an instant. And he's next to the window and he's got something to reflect the light. And the cat's saying, you won't outsmart. It's Barry the tiger. You won't outsmart. And then he flashes the, this like you know little dot of light past the tiger's eye on the floor. And the cat goes, oh, what is it? It's over here. And then Robert Downey Jr. goes, oh, no, it's over here. And then Robert Downey Jr. starts talking about cats, being like, you can always distract a cat. And that yeah. was very cats for me. And that was really <laughs> nice. Like That honestly felt like home. That felt like a place in the movie I wanted to stay for longer. And then there are moments of mood, like which certain songs sync up to very well. Um, Ghosts, Taylor Swift's original song from the Andrew Lloyd Webber, Tom Hooper collaboration, Cats 2019. Uh, we sung that reprise several times. Yeah. 
Um, and also, and like Buster for Jones, Buster for Jones. I'm not skin and bones. Uh, that's the word from the saltest of cards. I have to sing that because it has been in my mind every single day since we did My with Week you, with right? Cats. It's like, do you remember when Britney Spears made a song using AI? They like got an artificial intelligence program to write a song for her. It might have been Poison. Toxic. Toxic. Yeah. And the taste of your lips. Are but I, it's like Cats is like that. I know we're not talking about cat, cats, yeah, but no, I will cats, say this. Listen, cats to, is listen so to the catchy. way we gravitate back to cats. Isn't I know. That how bad we want to sink our fangs back into a little bit it's of cats. Crazy. I uh, yeah, I I didn't. The other world that I could have spent more time in the movie on, and it sort of had shades of um, Dick Van Dyke's character in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Did you watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I don't know if I've seen it once ever. I think that in a way that was an inspiration for this film because Michael Sheen's villain had shades of the child catcher, very sort of over the top. Uh, lampoonish style villainy, but also quite ominous and genuinely, I think, if you're a child, scary. Yeah. But then also, Dick Van Dyke's character was an invent- inventor right. in this movie, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And I wouldn't, I wanted to spend a lot more time with the Rube Goldberg machines. We've got a few of those. Yes. We've got like in the in the house at Robert Downey, J- Downey Jr.'s house. There's a, tr- a, a like a railway train that runs above, sort of, you know, between the above your head and uh, sort between of between the ceiling. Yeah, track. yeah. And for, the, for the mice. Mice are driving that. And then when he's cooking lunch for everyone, he turns on a machine and like it starts processing these apples. Yeah. And then later on when they call the whales, they beckon the whales. He's mm. sort of built this multi-instrument hyphen that the monkeys play that sends sonar waves oh, through the yeah, water. It's quite cool. It's got like a violin taped to a brass instrument, yeah. like a tuba phone, and, and then it points to the water and blasts out a signal I want to like, spend more time around those inventions. The whale net thing's kind of cool, too. It's a neat idea. Yeah. You know, it's the kind of thing that you'd be like, hey, I wonder if that'd work, where they get a big net and they put it in the water and they talk to the whale to draw a whale in and then they put... They put Humphrey. They put Humphrey the whale in the net, and then Humphrey drags the boat along at speed and like just fucking paces. I think it. if you could communicate cool. with whales, it would within our reality. I feel like the whale would go downwards, oh, like, like would swim down and pull the boat down. But if you can right just up. get the whale to sit at that service level, yeah, why wouldn't it work? Yeah, man, because they're so big, they're already carrying like however much they weigh a ton or something. They could probably carry. What do you ship. think of the CGI on the whales? Pretty good. I thought the CGI was pretty Could good you all round. Rank the animals in terms of uh, worst to best. We'll go. What's the worst CGI you saw in the film? There's a long shot of what is it of? It's early in the film, and it's be- oh, I think it's John Cena's polar bear, and I think that's da, bad. Da, 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 it seems to be easier da, to da, da, da. do close-up CGI, and I think that's owed to digital fur technology to sell it. I but see. Th- this movie was pretty good on the CGI. It was pretty seamless. Yeah. The it, monkeys were fucking sensational. I th- I'm convinced they were real monkeys. You grow into it. That first time you see a squirrel that flex from the CGI yeah. industry, you're like, oh, this is CGI. But yeah. then eventually your eyes adjust and you just accept that as the world. It might be. Or it might be the squirrels the worst, perhaps. It's ca- Especially coming out of the cartoon intro and then suddenly you're in the real world. So that's a big gear change. And then suddenly there's CGI in the real world we're seeing on top of that. And you're like... Oh, fucking, I don't know about all this. It's a nice animation style. You'd want to sit in it for longer. Yeah. Or even bookend it. Like, Cause they've, it it's, Emma, it, Emma Thompson's... Oh, you go, sorry. In that cartoon as well, it's definitely Robert Downey Jr. It's not a generic yeah. based on the illustrations of the original it's, book. It's him being Doolittle. And Emma Thompson's narrator, who's introduced real top heavy, it's like, bang, here's the story. Mm-hmm. Here are the details you need to know. I'm talking over pictures, so everything is laid out as clearly as possible. Totally abandoned until halfway through when they're losing their way again, and so they reintroduce it. 
it would not be a stretch. <coughs> so sorry for that cough. It would not be a stretch for the movie to bookend itself by ending on the same style animation. Emma Thompson's already speaking over it. Like mm. it would at least just feel neat. And this movie's not. The floor dr- drops out of this film. The end just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, you feel very like whoa. It's very jerky. Which the it's, it's, it almost works for it. I think it's why that second watch whisked by because it's mm. like I f- even cats. You know, cats. It feels like I, I would identify a moment. I'd be like, "This is the beginning, beginning of the ends of cats." And then mm. I watch thirty to thirty-five minutes more of songs. Mm. But this, it's like you don't even know what marks the ending. It's like all of a sudden they go, you, you know, you're plodding along. And it's like, whoa, yeah. and we're out of there. Was this as bad as you were primed for? Yeah, and it yeah about perfectly. And one watch wouldn't have said that. One watch, I would have been like, "This is not as bad as." Like people were really mean about this movie. Yeah. And after one watch, I was like, "It's not the end of the world." Yeah. But after three, I'm like, when I think about if I'm in a hotel or at home and I'm flicking channels and like the the this not cats. I keep thinking about cats. Uh, <laughs> if, stop thinking about cats. Cats. Stop thinking about these fantastic yeah, cats. If, so if I'm flicking channels and Doolittle's on. I'm not sticking around for a moment. Mm. I'm not, like, curious to see one bit. I'm like, okay, get going, get out of here. Do you fear that the worst idea of all time has broken your brain for film, though, as well? Because a lot of people say that to us. We'll, we'll express an opinion about a movie while out in the wild, and people will say, well, yeah, but, you know, you're fucked in the head, mate, from your podcast. And we'll say, well, that's fair enough. And I, I feel that, especially, I don't think I've ever felt it more viscerally than watching Doolittle. I'm like, I don't know what's broken, the movie or me or both. Both, because you had like we, the outside med- of the podcast, you would know better than to watch too little. I think that's right. I'm not a child though; it's not made for me, you know. But I love Pixar movies. Yeah, I went to the cinema to watch Toy Story four and cried. You're right, and Robert Downey Jr. being the leading man in this does sort of lean into the, you know, twenty five to thirty five male market. Who acquits themselves well? Who comes out of this movie Emma better or neutral to how they went in? I think mm. Emma Thompson loses points for doing it. Oh, okay. Well, John Cena throws down a great performance. I think John Cena does well. I think Kumail does well. I think he's notably the funniest, which is all you could ask for if you've cast like... Whoever voices that dancing orangutan, I'm fucking here for them. Yeah. And I want a sequel, which is Antonio Banderas and that monkey, and that's the film. What's it called? Dunstan Checks In... Again, <laughs> the first one's called Dunstan Checks In. Eh? Yeah. This will be Dunstan Checks Out, and it's about him getting <laughs> off the island with Antonio Banderas. Is and it then, connected to the universe of Dunstan Checks In? Yeah, it's a crossover. So is Jason Alexander in it? No, because it's a prequel. This is the origin story <laughs> of Dunstan. This is Dunstan's dad. Dunstan's dad has has dancing fever, and he needs to get to Ibiza, and he does so with Antonio Banderas to dance his little tushy off. And then Dunstan and then meets gets to New mom. York. Dunstan the son then gets to New York. Wow. It's an old monkey, though, because I think we're... It's not explicitly said, but... All the clues lead us to believe that the Doolittle is set in. Um, the <laughs> they should call it century. the Doolittle. Uh, is set in yeah, sort of eighteen, early eighteen hundreds, maybe. They spend a lot of the time in this movie, and by a lot. What do you I think mean, of Dunstan checks out though? I'm all in for Dunstan yeah. checks out. Yeah, I was just going to say, who will they cast as the love interest for the monkey? Like, who's going to voice the Winona Ryder? I love that. Yeah. I love that for her, and yeah, I love yeah. that for you. It's a great career move. Yeah, who's directing? 
Hooper. No. Put him back no, in. No, no, He's no, ready. no, 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 no. There's no songs He goes, two good, one bad. No. There were no songs in the King's speech. It was just Colin Firth going, today, Junior. Safety Brothers. Oh, wow. It's stressful. It's interesting. It's full on, but it's fun, and it's funny, and we've got a lot of like, you know. I like it. I like it a lot. Wait, who did Big Lebowski? The Coen brothers. The Coen brothers should direct this film. Dunstan checks out. Coen brothers direct. Banderas, whoever the voice is, Ryder. Yes. The time, 1920s Ibiza. Yes. <laughs> yes. This sells itself. Come on. The Roaring Twenties. is of Produced this time by as Robbie well. Margot. Oh. She's not in it. Margot Robbie? Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tricky one. It's really not. <laughs> it's not at all. It's, uh, it's a good movie. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I was, I was going to say yes. um, that the movie spends a bit of time trying to figure out what irony is. Yeah. He says uh, Robert Downey Jr. described something as ironic to, I've lost it now, Stubbs. The boy. Stubbs? Stubbins. Stubbins. Fuck yeah, nice. Is it? It's in the neighborhood. It's around the word stubborn. Cubbin. Because that's one of cubbins. the characteristics he has. Stubbins. That's how I remembered. He's, he's a stubborn young boy. He keeps oh. saying, I'm doing it. And so they, he's called Stubbins. Gotcha, gotcha. That's a trick of the memory I used. Anyway, nice. uh, Danny Jr. is trying to explain what irony is to Stubbins. And then Banderas comes in and says, no, this is what irony is. Both of them give pretty site-specific <laughs> examples. They don't really illuminate what irony is. And then all of this to say... This is really roundabout. Is it not ironic that a movie called Dr. Doolittle failed because it tried to do so much? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me. Yeah, I guess so, too. (laughs) Are you laughing at me or are you laughing with me? Because I cannot tell. Everything. (laughs) Mainly at you. 
Um, no, mainly not at you. Mainly no, with it's you. Fair. It's fucked. That's that's very funny to me. Um, um, and you're not wrong. Who's <sighs> who comes out of this movie badly? Who's it damaging? Not Manzukas. He's the same character in everything he does, and I love that, including him horny just being vo- himself horny voice on podcasts. I was like, you hear him on um, uh, Comedy Bang Bang. That's him. Big you, shout you, out to Comedy Bang Bang. If you don't know, it's a. Uh... You see him on <laughs> Big Mouth. It's just him. Yeah. You see him in this film. He's still just a horn. He's bag. carving out quite a nice niche because we know him as that sort of, you know improvisational podcast talent who is now getting his due by showing up in the movies. But as a child, mm. if you sort of piece together, you know, the the roles he has, he'd be this really cool character. You know, he's like, he might probably not be see me because he didn't come up through podcasts, but he's carving out this interesting world <laughs> okay. where people would always be stoked to see him show up. Yeah, yeah. Like, not just with the knowledge of his career to the point at which he is now, but yeah. like just seeing him and everything, like, who is this guy? Yeah, Why does he yeah, keep yeah. showing up? Yeah, I love yeah. this guy. Who's this fucking Why interesting is he not dude? Yeah, yeah. And I like the idea of that. And like doing a kid's movie like this is a good move for that. And for Kumail. Although, I don't know why it bothers me, but he shouldn't be that muscly. Who? Kumail. Not in the movie. Not in this movie. Oh. <laughs> You're talking about his upcoming role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's too, <laughs> he shouldn't be that muscly. He's too strong. Fuck you. Fuck Disney. He can do Stop making everyone. everyone that strong. Yeah, actually, they should re- this is okay, now we're off topic. <laughs> this is why they should reboot X-Men and celebrate like the blob and Juggernaut and get some big boys on screen. Someone for me to root for. It's just And some skinny boys. Get Toad, but make him cool. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's like and also, if you get everyone to be that strong, no one looks that strong. It's yeah. like if you put all of them next to each other, you're like, oh. And they're almost killing themselves. Like, did you yeah. see that thing? Henry, and I know this is the thing they all do, but Henry Cavill, that's how you say his name, mate. Is he Superman at one Superman, point? Superman, yeah, yeah. Um, how he was talking about the state of dehydration he had to get in for a bath in The Witcher, the Netflix series. He's like, yeah, I didn't drink any water for two days. It's like, you're fucking, like, near I've death not, just not to shoot a scene to look ripped. Like, that's I've not cooked. watched The Witcher, but I'm pretty sure it's not worth it, dude. Absolutely not. You need better people by your side. You need people saying, hey, Henry, you've got millions of dollars Hollywood's already. It's bad. It's a bad scene, man. It's a bad scene. It's making people do bad things. Mm. Dehydrating themselves for bath scenes, etc. Do you think? Do you think Doolittle is going to get a sequel? Because I don't think it's nah. like a given that nah. it won't. I reckon it might. Nah, they didn't do it. They haven't earned it. Not that you Neither need to in Age. this world. Ice Age did. Did it? It earned the first one. <laughs> it earned the first one. I, we, I saw Ice Age at the cinema. I took my young cousins. We had a great time. Okay. Can't remember the characters of the story. There's a big acorn that creates a huge. Ray Romano in that. You'd like to his, think so. Is it Ray's brother? Oh. One of them's in Krang. it. Crang. <laughs> Crang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. Yes, Ray's brother. Um, Would this movie, a Doolittle we're talking about, yeah, yeah, have yeah. improved or suffered with more characters? There's a lot of people in there, but what if you just keep chucking nah, things man. Nah, in nah, 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 the nah, pot? Nah, 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 We love the dancing it's monkey. Pro- yes. Maybe you'll hit another one of those but and you've just got, keep throwing people you've in. You've got... A handful of characters, not unlike the Dancing Monkey or Jeff or whoever the guy was on yeah, the yeah. boat. Jeff You've got guillotine. guys you want to see more from. You've got people or animals and you're like, why are you not sticking around? I want to spend a bit of time with you. Mm. You've already got those characters that you're craving in the yeah. movie. It's not about like throwing more darts at the board. It's about looking at what you've got and saying, <laughs> how do we build the best score here? And it's just, I, I think of a similar thing if I'm trying to write a, an hour-long show with jokes or I'm trying to write jokes. It's like, 
concentrate on the promise you have in front of you. You don't need to keep going further and further out and like creating this more like you know this super vast world of characters and then eventually looking at all of it and not even realizing which of them are good and which of them are no good because you just can't see the forest for the trees because you're just looking at a list of names (laughs) as far as you can go like you need to fucking boil it down to its component parts be like this this and this okay these are the things we like this is what we need to concentrate on so what should doolittle have been what is the core of doolittle doolittle should have been uh the the setup is fantastic the cartoon at the top is brilliant. I wouldn't mind, not unlike Into the Spider-Verse, but I wouldn't mind like more multimedia elements. Like you've got this fanciful world. You introduce this cartoon element early. Don't be afraid to deviate back to that. If you had trouble shooting a live action stuff, go back into the cartoon world. <laughs> like you can, you can animate and take care of the story. Even just to use it as interstitials After to get fact, us yeah, from point yeah, A like, to B. And, it can, you know, they can be these great bookends or chapter beginnings or endings. Yeah. And, like, it can just clarify. Because this was a book, eh? Yeah, it's so sort of a book. I don't know, not that. this particular story, but, like, the premise. And, you know, the, the Thornberries did it better than he, The Thornberries is a great show. Wild Thornberries. If you don't know, it was a Nickelodeon show. It was about a woman named a girl named Eliza Thornberry, voiced by Lacey Chabot, and she would go around uh, like, talking to animals, talking to animals with her family. Her dad was a nature documentarian in the mould of Richard Attenborough. It was a great show. In this one, I think you just need you need the same story. Doolittle's uh, he's depressed. He's morose. He's down and out because his wife is dead. Uh, that was, that's a weird jumping off point for kids. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty grim. But so you need. The call to action, which is like, if you don't go and do this, if you don't go and take care of business for the queen, the setup's brilliant. Pretty much, from all that, the animals will cease to have sanctuary if you don't do this thing. It's I think, yeah, yeah. I think from there, it's just streamlining the story. It's like, I mean, beat for beat, technically it should work. It's just not funny enough. It's not funny enough, and there are too many characters who are thin and not fleshed out. <laughs> You're in this so deep. I love it. Like you're a studio exec going, fuck, I, we might need to pull the plug. Well, I'm, so, I'm, sort of, I'm looking at it like it's, this is what fucks me off about Hollywood and what like almost inspires me to be like, I'll just make more stuff and some of it will eventually be good. It's like I feel like I can see the studio exec sitting in there being like, we've almost got it. Like we have all the component parts to make a delicious movie here. Yeah. And then like they pull out the first try and they're like, oh, that's not quite it. Instead of baking a fresh cake, they just put more icing and ingredients on it. And then yeah. they go, this? Is this a cake? You've got the ingredients. You've got the book. You've got the money. Make me a fucking cake. Just, like, they guess, they just, they're happy. They're fine with it being bad or wrong. Like, they've, I don't, I don't know. I mean, all of the, it's all money, isn't it? That's the imperative. <laughs> they just need to make money. That's all they want to do. And that's why the timelines are all wrong. Because they say, this is when it's coming out. This is why the Sonic movie is exciting. Because they put something out into the world and everyone said, no, no. <laughs> and for the first time, like, that I can remember, really, they were like, okay. All right. We'll okay, go, okay, we'll go we back hear you. and we'll fucking sort out the shit that's pissing you off. You can't do it all the time. You, can't you know give- what they, they didn't do that for? Cats. They did not do that for cats. <laughs> everyone told them, this is terrifying. And they were like, well, you're getting it anyway. And, yeah. And, you know, but cats still is a bit of fun. And, <laughs> like, you can't do it all the you're time. You're all over them, man. <laughs> you, can't, you can't let audiences choose what you do. Like, writers on TV shows that have obsessive fan bases. Sometimes they say they can or they, they do, I don't know what their relationship with the forums are. But if you go on the forums, it'll fuck your head because you'll be going somewhere and some intelligent fan will send you Apparently, somewhere Apparently, though, the writers of Lost were using internet forums to <laughs> And you wouldn't know it to watch the season. end of the fucking series. <laughs> All I'm saying is just 
I don't know. Read the room. Try a little bit harder. Just because you got Robert Downey Jr. and 10 names in gold embossed fucking, you know, font on a black background at the end of the trailer, mm. that doesn't mean what you've made is good. It's not ready. Just because the end of the trailer looks good, it doesn't mean it's ready. And it pisses me off. It was bad. I guess it's the difference between making a good movie and making a marketable film. Yeah. As long as people get yep. in the door and pay their ticket price. This, like is, the grown up, this is the grown-ups thing. It's like want. Adam Sandler says, hey, here's the poster. Me, Kevin James, Chris Rock, David Spade. But we're kids. The movie's about us being grown up. Sort of. The rest fucking day. <laughs> and I guess the rest will we'll do on that. We'll figure it out on the day. That's marketability. Yeah. People go to that movie. So, and the, how great is the Sandman going at the moment? By the way, God bless him. He's earned it. He's so, it's legend. It, it's a very confi- Downey Junior's doing it now as well. We know he's capable of greatness, and he just shits at something one out. specific thing. Downey no. Junior's got a single yeah. gear. The thing that's shocking he about was the good Sandman. In Thunder. Yeah, exactly. But I think he was. He can do like pomposity and smugness and overconfidence. Okay, yeah. You look at the whole Iron Man career. Yeah, yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I enjoyed. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen any of his early career before because he, he was like he was a he was on a skyrocket to fame and Why? then he was an addict. He was ill and he disappeared. He took care of himself and then he came back and had a great renaissance. Why this? I think Iron Man was like his coming yeah, back, wasn't it? Because he, he got nominated for an Oscar for playing Charlie Chaplin. That's a movie I'd see. Huh. Um, that I so haven't, many and I've seen Doctor Doolittle three times in a day. Films and sitcoms start off with the woman's died, the mum's died, the wife's dead. Yeah, you know, step by step. I'm pretty sure. No, that was Full Suzanne House. Summers, wasn't it? Full House, definitely. Yeah, I think there's a raft of them. I'm pretty sure at least you know one of is? their mums and Saved it's by the, the Bell. It's the two male creators bring a script, and the note they get is the woman. The characters aren't strong enough. You need to go and rewrite them. And they go, ah, oh, okay, rewrite them, you say. And they go away and they just kill it off because it's too much work. And they come back and they say, a man with something to prove. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Because that's the jumping off point for this as well. Which is because it really feels like there should have been a movie before this so that we can ingratiate ourselves into the Lily yeah. character. True. But then we, we're just like, here's a two-minute animated Emma Thompson Prelude. Do you know what might? Sc- I want to see Lily. Do you know what might scare critics and punters away from Dunstan checks out? What? It's association with the Doolittle universe. We need to create space and distance between the two. Films. Mate, look at Birds of Prey doing very well. Where did that come from? Suicide Squad. Everyone fucking hated the former, and everyone's getting pretty into the latter. It can be done. Dunstan checks out. The Coens are the ones to pull this off. It's an exciting opportunity for you to get in at the ground floor. You're going to make a lot of money. Everyone's back on Winona as well. She never left. We left her. We did leave her for stealing. God, we're pathetic. (laughs) We're fucking animals, eh? We're just disgusting. We're dogs. We're low-down, dirty dogs. These people were dehydrating themselves <laughs> for bathtub scenes left, right, and centre. They take a couple of fucking candles or whatever from how the much, mall, how much, and suddenly they're cancelled. How much money do you need to not drink water for two days? What do I need to pay you? <laughs> a surprisingly low amount. <laughs> right now, oh, wee, it'd be, it would not be a lot. <laughs> how much for you? Let's start proceedings at $5,000. Two days, no water. You taking it? Uh, am I allowed to drink other things? No, well, no liquids. You can eat food, so you can eat fruit. You know, like apples have got a lot of water in them. 
I'm not doing it for five thousand dollars. Really? I'd fucking do it in a heartbeat for five k. Fucking eat apples, yeah. Four k, no apples. Uh, oh, <laughs> now, now we've got a negotiation on our hands. Can I eat other fruit that is an apple? Bananas only. Oranges? No. No grapes. No, only bananas. Only bananas. Well, other foods and steak. <laughs> That's the two. Two days. One to clog you up. Only one to flush you out. Two days. Only bananas and steak. Two days. No bananas liquids. and steak. Four thousand no dollars. I fucking reckon I could do it because I I <laughs> I don't need a lot of water. These guys are doing it for a product that people will enjoy. For money. I'm doing it for money. They're yeah. doing it for money. It's yeah, all the same. Yeah, yeah. I re- but also, I think I could. I, I think I could do it a lot <laughs> this easier than some other people. This is a dangerous zone to be in, dude. Seriously, I reckon I could do it. I might start up a pledge me. It's so pointless. Well, imagine if we got the money. It's so silly. It's interesting. <laughs> is it? Wow, you'd be sick. <laughs> the wife's two a doctor. Day, nah, she wouldn't two, be heavy. Two days, I reckon, easy. I reckon toward the end of the second day, it would start to get <laughs> fascinating. One day, I would do accidentally as it is. Yeah, I was offering you a lot of water today. I was fine. Well, I did drink a whole bottle in the second yeah. screening. But I'm quite good at retaining water, I think. No one is specifically good at retaining no, no, no. water. No, no, no. no. Trust, no, trust no, me on this. No. no, no. Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't sweat a lot. I'm good at retaining water. The thing I'm taking issue with is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I am listening to it. All right. So, final verdict, Guy. Let's, let's put a bow on this thing. Um, this was Do More, the limited series where we see... Doolittle three times with Robert Downey Jr. What is your final verdict on the film after seeing it for five hours today? It's okay to be scared. Don't go. Do less. Do less with your life. Don't go to the cinema. Stay at home and read read a Wikipedia page of your choosing. This has been Do More. I hope you've enjoyed it. Goodbye. We've no choice but to embark on this perilous journey. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.